This is Sober Reference Podcast, digestible conversations filled with evidence that you can do anything without picking up a drink. You're listening to a sober snack, bite-sized tips, and stories that will help you navigate your life sober. Today we hear from Jennifer. Jennifer originally chose sobriety because she was married to an active alcoholic and desired to be a power of example for her children. And she maintains her sobriety today, even though and while her late husband has passed and her children now drink. My name is Louise Grady. I am grateful that you're here. Enjoy. When asked, what can I get you to drink? What do you say? Well, usually I just tell them, you know, I'm going to drink water and that I don't need to drink alcohol to have a good time, that I can be in a social situation without the influence of alcohol. During your sobriety, what new belief behavior or habit has most improved your life? Oh, yes, most definitely. Um, My ex-husband is deceased due to cirrhosis of the liver. He was an alcoholic. There is a lot of alcohol addiction on his side of the family and raising two children. I knew it was definitely the best thing for me to stay sober because of things that my children have experienced and I experienced through that marriage that I don't want to relive experiences or my children to relive experiences that they have due to alcoholism. Almost like the belief that the experience you want to give your kids and you want to give your loved ones is one that's sober. And particularly in your situation, it's in order to be in contrast, perhaps, of non-sober relationship that they have experienced. Is that right? Yes. Yes, most definitely. What advice would you give to a smart, driven adult that's getting sober for the first time? Is there advice that you've heard that you think they should ignore? Life is definitely better being sober because you could number one, remember situations. Well, have great memories with your children or family members when you are sober. Um, I know a lot of times there were a lot of blackout drunk experiences that, you know, a lot of memories weren't really made for the bad part of my ex, he wasn't making the memories, but my children and myself were making memories that were not things we really wanted to remember. They were traumatic for us. So for the sake of yourself, if you are trying to become sober or those who love you, it's definitely a more pleasant experience experiencing uh, situations in sobriety. And that makes me think, you know, being someone who's sober and in a relationship with someone who drinks, would you suggest or perhaps you can share some boundaries that you created in your life living with a drinker that has helped you to protect your peace as a non-drinker? Well, for many years, I had no boundaries. I put up with a lot of verbal abuse, a lot of emotional abuse, some physical abuse, several experiences that I have learned over time once I got out of the situation to set up boundaries that that is not what I want anymore. At the time, I thought, I I can't say I thought it was normal, but having two younger children, I was not the type who thought, oh, we'll just get a divorce or leave. You know, I would threaten, hey, if this continues, I'm leaving, but I never did. Um, It finally got to the point where I guess, yes, he did overstep boundaries uh, with threats 
and things like that while he was intoxicated and not remembering that was the biggest part not remembering acts that he did and basically calling me a liar and saying stuff like that didn't happen so yes i would say those were the boundaries when things weren't remembered and i was having to live the traumatic experiences and being told that those things did not happen so how did you respond in that situation either internally or externally to maintain your sense of peace for yourself when what it was around you is a little unpredictable or you know certainly out of your control. well actually I I kept it all in and so there wasn't peace that was the hardest thing there wasn't peace because I didn't want the world to know what the kids and I were dealing with to me it was embarrassing I am a teacher and I had to go to work every day realizing hey this isn't what I should be living with. So I didn't want the world to know. I'm sorry. I, I totally. If you were to be able to whisper something into the ear of your younger self, perhaps someone listening has a relationship with someone who has a, a, a troubled relationship with alcohol and that greatly affects the way that they're treated in that relationship. What would you say to your younger self or to that person? It's not your fault that you can only beg and plead and ask the other person to get help, but that you can't blame yourself for the experiences that this person has put you through. And to also yet set boundaries and realize that when things aren't going well and you have to hide it from the rest of the world, it's time to do something about it. Regardless of how hard it is, get the help you need, whether the other person is willing to admit there is a problem and they need help, do it for yourself. When you're asked, why don't you drink? What do you say? Again, it all goes back to the experiences I had and realizing that when I am around people who are drinking, and if it's social drinking, it's a little bit different unless it's excessive. When it becomes excessive, I do not like how people act so differently than what they are. So to me, I like being me. I've done a lot of mind work, had a lot of work I've ha I had to do on myself due to my situation. So watching people who are in their 40s and 50s get drunk and just act like they're in their teens still really bothers me. So to do something like that, knowing what my beliefs are, is totally contradictory. I'm not going to go out and do that, knowing that it bothers me that people go out and do that and think it's okay. I need to set good examples for my children who, thank goodness, they don't have addiction issues, but a lot of addiction issues on their father's side of the family, I need to let them see that you can have an excellent life without the alcohol and you can have friends and be in wonderful social situations and then remember them as well. Awesome. I love the power of example that you are showing up to be for your kid. I've been doing a lot of research lately about the importance of the relationship between a parent and their children and the perception that youth form around alcohol based on what they see their number one teacher, their parent do and act and you taking that kind of self responsibility of saying, no, I can't control whether or not they're going to drink. And I cannot mm -hmm. control whether or not they have a predisposition to a disease that runs in 
their father's family. Mm -hmm. But what I can control is the kind of example that I will be and what I can show them is possible. And I just really respect that you have taken that role, which is such a loving role with seriousness and just a, a very full and open heart, because I can tell that so much of that choice is to not drink is, is your own choice because you've already experienced for yourself. Life is awesome. Like you don't, you don't need it. Something we learn when we get sober, if we do drink, you just really don't need it for anything. But in addition to that, realizing the positive impact that it has on the people around you who learn from you who learn from watching you is really, really powerful. And I, I highly respect you for that. So thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sober Reference. And kudos to you for taking in some sober positive content today. If you haven't heard it yet, you're doing a really good job. If you'd like to nominate someone or share your own sober story and sober snacks with our community, DM us on Instagram at soberreference underscore IG. And join us there to cultivate pride in your sobriety as we inspire you through art and stories.